Live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts, welcome to the Smokin' Tobacco Show with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and Smokin' Nicole. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Smokin' Tobacco Show. My name is Matt Tobacco from SmokinTobacco.com, and I am joined once again, um, for the first time in a few weeks, by my beautiful wife, Smokin' Nicole, uh, is here with me today, and it's been a... Uh, Ooh, we just disappeared. We came back. We did. Yeah. Are we good? Yeah, we're okay. good. Um, it's been a long week. Um, it's been a it's been a long week. We we had to um, we had to say goodbye to one of our our family members. And uh, yes, I am talking about an animal, and they are just as much as part of the family as anyone else. I don't care what anyone says. Um, so that that's that's been a it's been a long week. Um, but uh, we're hoping to bounce back today. You know, it's it's show night. It's Thursday. It's cigar time. Um, you know, that's what it's all about. And we have a fun guest with us here tonight. Um, if you haven't figured it out, uh, from Crux Cigars, as I and Nicole, we wear our beautiful, Repping. our beautiful swag from Crux uh, Cigars. Um, you know, a lot of companies they give out a lot of cool stuff. You know, we go to trade shows and people send us stuff like Drew State. Shout out. Cool stuff. Thank you so much. Uh, but Crux, you know, they they were like, you know, let's let's give something that people are really gonna, you know, enjoy. That also is gonna elevate their style game. And so we were adorned with these beautiful scarves at TPE 2022 um, by none other than the man himself, Mr. Sam Ventura of Crux Cigars. This this handsome gentleman with us. Um, first of all, I just have to say, I mean, I, I love these. They represent the brand well, but they're stylish, they're functional, they're warm. Um, they have a good length to them, which I think is important for a scarf, too. Um, they're plenty of wrappage, you know, plenty of slack. Anyway, Sam, welcome to the show. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, so it's funny, just to talk about the scarves real quick, um, those have been such a hit. Uh, we we don't do a lot of swag, you know, we're, we're not, you mentioned Drew Estate, I think everyone knows they're like the king of swag. Oh, yeah. uh, whenever I do events, I'm always nervous if like it's a couple weeks after a Drew Estate event because, you know, they you buy a box or two of Drew Estate and they give you like a, a house and a car and you know, they, <laughs> they do all that stuff. A suitcase. And, you know, it's like Toyota-thon. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm a swag guy, you know, and, and they have some great swag. But uh, – when, when we first talked about these scarves, um, we had a, I live in Texas. We had a big freeze last year, 2021, February. And, uh, you know, I was frozen in for like eight days, which doesn't happen in Texas. Right. And I remember I was, uh, I was wearing a Sokka beanie. I have the bright pink, like Steve Sokka beanie. Oh yeah. I was yeah, wearing yeah. that. I was all bundled up. <laughs> my, my wife had, had set me up a little smoking area with some heaters and everything. Cause it was, I'd gone like six or seven days and I hadn't had a cigar cause it was too cold. So I had a little beanie on and I looked like Bernie Sanders all bundled up in that, you know, picture. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, I remember talking to my boss and he mentioned, you know, we talked about beanies and scarves and we haven't really seen anyone do scarves. And we try to do things that are not as commonly done. So he uh, he ended up putting that together and, and they've been such a hit. I've actually still given scarves out at events in the middle of summer, you know, which is in Texas when it's, you know, 105 degrees out. Nobody's thinking about a scarf. But they are great scarves. I love them. So for those who are listening and watching at home who may be Crux fans, maybe they don't know about this. Maybe they don't, they've never seen them. How, how can they get these? Is this an event thing or do you sell them? Those are event. 
yeah, those are event things. We don't sell any of our swag. So okay. all the swag we make, um, which gets kind of tough. As I said, we, we try to do things that are not as commonly done. Um, but the problem with that is, is one thing that we try to do at Crux is we, we're all about premium. We're all about quality. Um, we're not just, you know, give us the cheapest thing you can and we'll throw a logo on it. So that can get kind of tricky when it comes down to, you know, there's a cost involved and obviously we are a business. So there's, there's margins and profits and all that, you know, behind the scenes stuff. So it gets tricky when you try to make a higher quality swag item, but a consumer expects, you know, if I buy 10 cigars, I get, you know, a $50 item. And it's like, well, that doesn't really work that way. Um, So it can be tricky to do that, but we don't sell any of our swag. We usually do either, you know, just like many other companies, if you, you know, buy a certain amount of, you know, a couple boxes or whatever, we'll give you some swag or uh, we do raffles a lot. That's one thing that we've been very successful at is, um, you know, we have some some higher quality swag items that are a little too costly to just give away, but we will often do like a raffle. So, you know, you buy a certain amount of cigars, you get a certain amount of tickets and then, you know, you can win the prize. That's awesome. You know, I don't, I don't think that there's a lot of Crux retailers up in the New England area where we are. Um, there should be more. There should Not, be yeah. more. Yeah. yeah, we're working on it. And when and when you and when you do get them up here, and you do events up here, we gladly come to a Crux event, and that's yeah. something I look forward to someday as well. Um, well, we already have the scarves. But we have we already have <laughs> the scarves, but still, I mean, I want to want to hang with Crux. Um, we'll just we get have whole outfit. I would wear it. I would wear it. You it know? looks really flattering in this. I just <laughs> might wear this at the next trade show well, at, at TPE yeah. in February. Uh, is it February this year or January? It's February. It's en- it's end Uh-oh. of February. It's the same week as Pro Cigar, which kind of sucks. But Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm not well, sure how that one's going to go. It's the 17th, so as long as it's not on the 17th. I think it's the 22nd to the 24th. Yeah. Something like that. Perfect. Yeah. Which, Priorities. your wife's name is Kristen, right? <clears throat> Correct. Yeah, so I, she is she is here. Uh, watching with us she's in the comments tonight also shout out to tony patrain that name sounds familiar and i want to say i remember that name from the raffle yes did he win when the raffle i hope he won i don't know i feel like he i feel like i remember like two years i feel like i remember his name from the raffle because i feel like i remember his one of the winners and i was like oh cool okay and I, and every time like i don't remember the list but I feel like when their names come back up again, like when they watch the show, or whatever, I'm like, oh, he was on the list. Um, and if if I if I am correct, if Tony was one of the winners, then congratulations. I don't remember what he won, but I remember the name, and I think that's where I remember it from. Um, but anyway, nice so, job, Tony. Yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, thank you to everyone who came out and and helped support us with that endeavor, and we'll be back shortly, right after the new year. But we'll talk about that later. We're still putting pieces together on that one, uh, Sam. Before we go too far, before we have too much fun, I just want to ask you really quick a simple question. What cigar are you smoking with us tonight? I am smoking the Crux Epicure Maduro. Ooh. Twinsies. So is there's, the a, like, there's like a half-second delay from my motion to the screen, so I'm trying to like, yeah. So <laughs> Crux Epicure Maduro. Um, one of my favorite Maduros in the world, not just because I work for the company. Uh, truly a fantastic medium, um, very subtle, uh, you know, slightly sweet Maduro, not infused, but, uh, you know, slight hints of uh, cocoa, molasses and cedar in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is one of my favorite representations of our branding. The, the you know, sort of Bel Air blue, Tiffany blue color uh, with that dark, dark chocolate wrapper 
uh, really pops to me. So I, I just think visually it's one of our most stunning cigars we make. I have had that cigar, and that is a fantastic cigar. Um, I agree with uh, on the, all the flavor notes and whatnot. It, 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 I remember I smoked that cigar. Uh, it was a little while ago, but I remember I think I've had two of them. And I just remember thinking, like, wow, this is a really solid Maduro, a lot of sweetness, uh, great flavor, really well balanced, really well put together. The construction, the way it burned was great. Um, just across the board, really good. Um, and I, I've really enjoyed getting to know the Crux brand over the last year or so. Um, you guys have done an a, amazing job. Sorry, I'm trying to like light my cigar, and it's just and I'm getting like distracted because it's just not. It's not the cigar though. It's it's the lighter. Uh, I think it's definitely little, not the cigar. Yeah, I think it's just a little. I think it's just turned down too low. I don't know what happened, but um, but no, I mean, I, I it's Crux is a brand that we first we first met you at at PCA last year, in 2021, and that was when we first also you know, we're introduced to the Crux brand. Uh, and it's been great, right. you know, getting to know you guys and, and, and getting to know the cigars and smoking the cigars. And you guys have some really nice stuff um, that you make. And uh, you have, and we're going to get into all that later tonight. So I don't want to get too far ahead of myself because I have a couple of things that I definitely want to highlight from you guys that I think are great. Um, to finish us off, I am smoking the Crux Guild, which this is my first time having this cigar. I have not had this one. Um... Sam, tell us just a little bit about the cigar. So the Crux Guild, that was actually my first favorite Crux, um, even before I worked for the company. Um, <clears throat> that was the one I gravitated towards, and it still is one of my favorites to this day. I actually finished that uh, before the Maduro. Um, it's an Ecuadorian Habano, Nicaraguan binder filler. It's dead set medium. Um, and I had a guy, a, a manager of one of my accounts in, uh, in Texas, and, and he put it, he used the term traditional. And one of the things that, that really stuck with me because it's what it is. It's a good traditional Habano cigar. It's, um, you know, it's what you expect. It's what you want. I call it my utility blend. I can smoke that any time of day. Sometimes I'll smoke it more than once in a day. Uh, you know, if I get to that point where I've smoked to a few things, what I like about the guild specifically for me, at least is I, I tend to pair certain cigars with certain things. For example, the Maduro, I love with Guinness, Guinness on draft with Ooh. Maduro, something about that just goes really well together. Um, but the guild is one which I've been told the guild pairs excellently with red wine, specifically Pinot Noir, but I've yet to try it because my wife keeps drinking all the red wine. I hope she's still here. So she hears me say that. <laughs> um, but, uh, the, um, the, the guild is just one that I can light. It doesn't matter what I'm drinking or what I just, you know, what I just ate or anything. It just comes through and it's a good, just kind of utility player. It, it's always, you know, it's kind of my old faithful. Right. It's a safe go-to at any time. It'll do the trick and right. It's a stand-up cigar. Um, yeah, no, like I said, this is my first one, so I'm excited to, to really get into it. And I, almost everything, I don't think there's been anything that I was let down by, but so far everything in the line that I've smoked, and I've smoked almost all of it at this point, um, very solid, very good, well-balanced, uh, just just really good across the board. Um, you know, I, I smoked, so we were at PCA in July, and I did have a cigar that I, I don't think you guys make anymore, and I think you remember the one I'm talking about, the Lancero. But the old bands, the Ninfa. Yeah. Was it the Ninfa or was it the Ducanosaur? No, it was the Ninfa. Was it Ninfa? Yeah. So we don't currently produce that cigar. That was actually the first cigar that Crux came to market with. Um, seven by thirty-three, double torpedo ends. Yeah. Um, that didn't look right on camera. Now that I do that <laughs> with, without the audio, it's like, what are they doing over there? Oh man. Um, 
Yeah, that that is a. I still get requests for that. I still get people talking about that all the time. That's a that's a fantastic um, kind of little niche cigar because it's a 33 ring gauge. Um, so they're rolled a little tighter than usual, so they don't you know start to blossom too much when you smoke it. Um, but we have there's still a rabid nymphomaniac, which is what it was originally called, following for that cigar. Fantastic little smoke. And shout out to was it Matt or Garrett? It was one of them from How About That Cigar. I think it was Matt Ty who gave it to me. It was either Matt Ty or it was Garrett Robinson. And I'm sorry, but it was one of them. And <laughs> they're interchangeable. No. They're you know. They look like they could be brothers. They really, they really do. do. They do. They do. They do. It, it. I think PCA this year, this past year, was the first time I was able to realize they're two different people. Yeah, you know why? Because Garrett like started to like dress grow, nicer, grow out the beard more. Yeah. Um, their clothes were a little bit more like similar and on point. Garrett dressed up a little bit more than than the usual. Like I'm going to like a punk rock show, you know. Just gonna hang out. Like, you know, no. it's funny. <laughs> so I love those guys I, to death, though. So I talk shit, but I love them. <laughs> I don't know how much of the story of the first time you and I actually met has been told on your show. Mm-mm. Um, but you know, we we it hasn't. A, our first interaction <laughs> was not the best. No, um, <laughs> the owner of our company, the owner of our company has a saying, and its first impressions are eternal. And he's very much right. And uh, our your first impression of, of Crux and myself was definitely not a great first impression. Um, and, and I w- tried to make that, uh, I tried to make up for it and I hopefully have now. Um, but it kind of started this thing um, where I now get to do a lot more interviews at the trade shows. Hmm. Um, and, you know, the trade shows are so hectic and chaotic and your mind's going a million miles an hour. You're, you know, you're saying the same things over and over again. I got to stop doing that with my hands. I'm making the weirdest damn gestures. You're like Ricky Bobby but with the hands. Just like, like we felt ah. good about the car. Yeah. So I did a, I, I did an interview with, with those guys. <laughs> and I think we spent more time talking about my coworker in a lumberjack shirt with suspenders and no sleeves. Cause he's got big, strong arms. I think we talked more about that than we did about the cigars. <laughs> so I'm like, well, maybe I shouldn't do the interviews because I get off track real fast. It's okay. When you come on a show like this and you have a lot more time to do those interviews, it's okay if you get off track a little bit because it just makes the show more fun. The trade show stuff, oh, is it's, it's pretty short and quick. So if you get off the rails there, it's kind of like, all right, we gotta, we got to bring this back in. <laughs> but, uh, well, and I've been saying <laughs> the same thing over and over again all day. So like when media walks up and like, hey, can you tell us about the line? I'm like, yeah, sure. And I and that's actually, I mean, that's what happened the first time we met is I didn't face the camera and I had just like, I had a rough morning and it was just, you know, the the circumstances just ended up not being great. And uh, it, it, it has now led to this, which now, you know, I've done a couple more quick trade show interviews with you and, and they're, a lot, they're a lot of fun, but I always kind of get nervous that I'm going to say something stupid, which I'm known to do. It's okay. For those who didn't see it, and you can see it, 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 it is out there. It's it's on our YouTube channel um, for the PCA last year. Pretty much it started out like this. Hey, what's going on? I'm Sam from Crux Cigars. And, uh, yeah, we uh, we don't really have anything new here to show. We have some we have some uh, some packaging that we've reworked and stuff <laughs> like that. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. Hey. Um, and that's kind of how it started. Um, and, in so, fact, I think that's how you started your PCA interview this year. It was kind of like, well, that's oh, what we hey. Did, but, but <laughs> This year we did it on purpose. (laughs) So, you know, last year uh, I I had never done the interviews. Um, It was the second day of the trade show. I had a great first day. 
And I was, I was going into the second day, just elated, ready to rock it. You know, it's all about, you know, making, making new relationships and sales and all that stuff. And I, I remember you guys came up about 10 minutes after I had a slightly negative interaction. Um, a, a really large order got cut down by a lot. And that kind of put me in a frustrated mood. Uh, is the best way to say it. My VP, uh, Casey, who normally does all of our interviews, he was in the hospital the day before. My wife, who was at the trade show, had to take him to the doctor multiple times because he wasn't he was legitimately sick. In Las Vegas? So he was not going to do it. Yes. Wow. Yes. So, and I remember this as clear as day. Like, I, it's weird the things that stick out. But you guys had walked up to the booth. About 10 minutes, I kind of had this frustrating incident happen. He's sitting there. He's not feeling well. I, I believe he actually had a doctor's appointment lined up a few hours later. He was just kind of trying to lay low in the booth. So when you guys walked up, and he normally would do the interview, he wasn't up to it. So they go, well, you're going to do it, Sam. And I'm like, you know, wasn't in the best mood, but fine, whatever. So they tell me, you know, you guys were like, all right, we'll set up the camera. I'll just ask you about the line. And then and as soon as you say go, I turn to the case to show you the cigars, because that's what I've been doing all day the day before. I'm not thinking of the camera. I'm just thinking about this is our core lineup, da 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 And as soon as I'm done and you go, oh, yeah, we're good. We got it. Uh, Casey and, and Tony, who's uh, he's Casey's cousin, he's a, one of our other sales executives, they both look at me and they go, you didn't look at the camera. He had your back to the camera. And uh, I was in such an annoyed mood that I just, I think I kind of probably used an expletive or two and was like, then you should have effing done it. And I turned to you. I remember I was like, do you want to do it again? And I was clearly not like friendly about it. And you were like, no, I think we're good. I was like, all right, thanks. And I just walked away. And then I find out <laughs> that you guys got engaged that weekend. Yeah. That's I think it was that got day. Engaged. Yeah. Well, and, and, and we had, we had connected on Facebook we were friends on Facebook, but I just never actually met you. So that's why when you were walking up, I recognized you. So later on, I'm looking at Facebook. I see you guys get engaged and I'm like, Oh, what a dick. I am just, <laughs> I ruined your engagement weekend. <laughs> And, and then, uh, and I know that like you had told the story to at least, I think actually you told the story to, to Matt or Garrett, because I was talking to them about a couple days later. Well, well yeah, somebody because joked with me, about, we, well, we went well, to I the, know you guys all talk and I understand. Well, we went to the okay. media compound where yeah. all the media guys were one night and they were like, we were all talking about like, so who'd you Our hit today? Who'd you hit today? <laughs> and it's kind of just kind of like, you know, like, who'd you hit? Who'd you hit? Oh, I hit these guys. These guys are pretty good. What'd you think of them? I haven't been there yet. And they're like, what did you go? And someone said, did you guys go to Crocs? We're like, yeah, we went. I I kind of felt like I don't know I just uh, thought that they we were kind of bothering them or something like that I don't know they just didn't seem very excited and we were excited to to meet them because we had heard so much about the brand and they were like really they're like that's strange they don't normally like that I'm like I don't know maybe I, maybe we did something and then they were like nah they're like something doesn't sound right and then it was like a few days later I got the message from you and you were like I'm so sorry yeah <laughs> and I was like don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> Well, and, and I realized, like, I didn't even offer you a cigar. I was literally like, boom, 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 done. Um, okay. So, yeah. But, but you know, luckily we were able to, I think, at least mend the fence enough to uh, have me on here. And you haven't punched me in the face yet. So that's a good start. If it makes you feel better. So, first of all, by the way, I have to, I have to mention this. Our, our cutters and lighters brought to you by Cigar Blondie Accessories. Check them out at CigarBlondie.com. Cutters and lighters. Lighters with the signature Blade Flame. Nice, flat, sexy flame, although I have to turn it up. Amazing cutters. Durable, rigid, sharp. Cut right through on the first try. Cigar Blondie accessories. Um, 
No, it's funny. So I'll tell you a story. And a lot of the, my audience knows this. I don't know if you know this. And there's always people who probably never heard the story. So everyone knows I'm very close friends with William Cooper, Cigar Coop. Um, one of my closest friends in the business. He's taught a lot. He's taught me a lot. We do a show together. We do the Spare Note series uh, on Saturday nights. And, um, you know, you ask anyone about, you know, you ask, you know, one of us about the other one, nothing but great things. You know, you, we've done a lot together, but my first meeting with Coop was even worse than yours. So I remember when I first started, this was going back two, three years ago. And, uh, well, it was two because of the show. So one of our first, of our first episodes, I think we were probably like episode like four or five. I started sharing it like on social media and I would, I would send it like I would DM it to certain people because I mean back then I was just just trying to get my name out there and I was just sending it to everyone because I you know I was brand new no one knew who the fuck I was and I sent it to William Cooper and I and I knew who he was and I just I I was just kind of going there I was like oh I'll send it to this guy maybe he'll like it because he did you know whatever I got a message like a few hours later and it was like this long and I'm like oh god what's this and he was just like. Why would you share that with me? We're competing for time slots. How dare you? And this and that. <laughs> like going, And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, like what is this? What's this guy's this? problem? And I said something to Carney, and he's like, ah, don't worry about it. Coop's all right. I don't know. What, he's just probably upset about something. I'm like, that's weird. So like months go by. We get to the end of the year, and it was the end of 2020. And um, We invited w- him on the show. Well, what happened was, is I was talking about like, I was going over like the the schedule for like the next three months after like the New Year's, so, like January, February, and uh, I, I I think she said it to me or I don't know somehow it came up. We were like, yeah, Coop, and I was like, well, he didn't really like me, and it was like, and I think Nicole was like, just send him a message and just like you know just be like, hey, I didn't mean to like offend you or something, and just see Wanna if he's be cool. Want to a guest on our show? And then be like, <laughs> maybe maybe he'll, maybe <laughs> he'll come on. Yeah. So I I sent him this long message like you know hey like. I didn't mean to offend you. If I did before, I'm sorry. This whole thing, I'm like, hey, like, I, like we're just kind of waving the white flag. Like, I'm just trying to be nice. Like, if, do you actually want to come on our show? We'd love to interview you. He sent me the longest message back I have ever received from anyone. And it was like, he basically was just apologizing. And I was like, oh, it's all good. He's like, no, to this day, we will be on the air on spare notes we'll be having a grand old time and it'll come up and he'll be like i'm, I'm still sorry about that and i'm like coop just shut up like it's it's so long ago and we've made so many laughs since then it doesn't even matter that you're sorry anymore you've made up for it it's fine but he'll still apologize like i still feel so bad i'm so sorry i'm like coop let it go it's fine it's like years ago well, you know <laughs> it's funny like sometimes you're an asshole to somebody because you need to be an asshole to them. They deserve it. They did something to warrant that. And, and, you know, five years later, you're like, yeah, that's what I did. Cause that's what it was. But in, in the case of our first inter- interaction is it had literally nothing to do with you. It was no. just, I was stressed out, you know, mentally, like, I, you know, I, I've, I talk all the time, you know, I've, I've been on podcasts. I, I, I'm not shy. I don't mind being on camera. I don't mind being interviewed. I don't mind any of it. It was just, I wasn't in the right headspace. And it was just, you know, that kind of confluence of circumstance that made it uh, just not the ideal time. And, and that's why I reached out because I actually, I, I reached out, uh, I'll say it, you know, right now, like my, my boss didn't even know I reached out until after I had sent you some cigars. You know, I just did it on my own because not only did it make me look bad 
I mean, I've done a lot of stupid shit in my time. So me looking bad isn't the end of the world, but I'm representing Crux Cigars and, and that's not the company we are. And, and the, the, how about that cigar guys are correct. We are, we're a very nice group of guys, you know, Oh yeah. we enjoy what we do. Um, it, it's, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a family company. I always like to tell people I'm like the step cousin, but it's, it's one of those things where even though I'm not related to those guys, I feel like I'm going to a family gathering every time we do a trade show or anything. So I just wanted to make sure that, you know, obviously the fact that your media does have some weight to it, but even if you weren't media, it just, I don't want to know that I was the reason anybody out there has a bad impression of our company. And that's why I reached out to, you know, let me at least send you some cigars and apologize. Um, so you can at least try the cigars, you know, I mean, you're, you're right there in front of us where we got all these samples and you didn't even get something like that, that alone was worth, you know, reaching out. But I, I just wanted to make sure that we weren't, uh, you know, that, that you, you realize it was just, it was just a timing thing. It had nothing to do with you. It was just, you know, sometimes that happens, especially in Vegas when no sleep hungover. And Oh, that's true too. That's very true. And I'm laughing at you, but I'm also laughing because Coop said, I'm here. That's a true story. It's like you say his name yeah. three times. I, <laughs> I tell you, I love him to death. I love him to death, but he'll still bring it up. And I'm like, Coop, don't just let it go. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> we've, we've done so much since then. It doesn't matter. No, but it's true. And, and, and Crux has been, you know, uh, you know, we, we've seen you guys obviously several times since that. Um, and it's been nothing but great. Got the scarves, the cigars. Um, I want to talk about Crux, but really quick, I wanted to ask you about you. So Crux is not your first cigar industry position that you've had. It is not. Now, have you you work, did you work with Les Mann previously? I did. He was on I last did. week, and we mentioned your name, yeah. and he had nothing but the best things to say. And he was like, yeah, tell Sam I said hello and this and that. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, where did you work with Les? So my first rep job was with Quality Importers after they had bought Zycar. Oh, okay. Um, so Les was actually the one that hired me. Um, so Les was like, I, I started at a shop in Austin uh, working part-time with the intention to get into the rep game. Um, and the general manager of the shop where I worked in Austin, he was a Zycar rep for like five years. So he would always tell me stories about working for Zycar. And at the time I was a bartender, you know, I was working in the bar industry, getting older, my knees and my back were not happy with me. And I knew I needed to find something to do, but I had no... I had no real skills. So he would tell me these stories and I was like, man, that, that sounds like an awesome job. You get to drive around a few cities and, or, you know, States and hang out in cigar shops and sell gadgets, like sign me up. So I ended up getting a part-time job at his shop and, and I wanted that Zycar job. So when the existing or the, at the time, current Zycar rep uh, announced he was leaving, I pretty much hounded that general manager of the shop. His name is Jim Harrison. I hounded him to get me, a contact. I didn't need any, I didn't want any special treatment, but I just said, get me the right email address of who I can send a resume to. I didn't want to just send it to a blanket, you know, info at Zycar or, or quality importers, whatever it was. I wanted to send it to an actual person so I could write them a letter, you know, and introduce myself. Well, he ended up helping me out and he sent it to Les for me. He wrote me a great letter of recommendation. So I give him a lot of credit for me actually getting that job. And, and Les will tell the story. I don't know if he told you or not, but he, he's mentioned it a few times on a scene of trade shows that I was the first person he ever interviewed and hired without ever meeting because we did everything by phone. I don't think I heard so that. So I, no, yeah. I did not meet anybody in that organization until about three and a half weeks after I started because um, I started in January of 2019. Um, and so that was my that was my first foray as a rep into the industry and you know got to meet a lot of people and 
do a lot of networking. That's actually how I met uh, Casey, the VP of Crux, met him on the road with Zycar. And we kind of became, uh, I'd say friends. I think he prefers, I say acquaintances, but uh, we got to know each other enough to where when, when they were looking to hire their first uh, direct sales uh, executive, um, I was able to get this job. And when was that? Uh, I started with Crux in January of 2020, January 20th, 2020. Wow. Okay. So seven weeks before the world shut down. Wow. That's a tough time yeah, to start. So I, had, I, had, <laughs> I tell you, man, it, it was, you know, obviously we didn't know it was coming. Um, right. And, and so previous to me, uh, Crux had had a couple different, um, they had a couple different people that worked kind of focused on sales, but they didn't have like a full-time rep. And so for many years, Casey actually did all of the sales for, you know, the country. You know, he just, he, he lived in Miami and he would fly to different, you know, states and, and cities and, and kind of get some foundational accounts and kind of get the ball rolling, get the seeds planted. And then we, we did a rebrand in 2019. And that was kind of like the rebirth of Crux. It was around the five-year mark. So um, when it was time to hire, I was able to get that first uh, first position, which that was one of the big draws to me was working for a smaller company and and kind of starting with their, you know, like I said, the rebirth. So I realized that when, when I took the Zycar job, uh, I stepped into an existing territory that had a massive account base and I had to either just be as good as the last guy or better than the last guy. Basically just, it was, it was, I had to make sure I didn't mess it up. Right. Mm. But I didn't really, at that point, the company was so big and the account base was so big that it, I couldn't really shine. You know, I, I, I couldn't really make a difference because it was basically just like, don't, don't lose accounts was pretty much my, my goal, you know? Um, with Crux, it's a different story, much smaller company, didn't have as much representation. So I realized that wherever I end up in 10, 20, 30 years, I wanted to make sure I had as many tools in my, in my bag as possible. Right. So if I end up being a, you know, a VP of sales or owning my own company or whatever, I want to know that I helped grow a brand. I helped grow a company, you know, that I got in there and, and I took us from a very small representation, a very small account base. And I was able to grow that you know, enough to, enough to matter. So that was a big appeal for me for Crux. And the cigars are great. I mean, that helps. That does help. I mean, especially when you have to smoke them all day, right? And you got to go do events mm-hmm. and you got to be in shops and you got to smoke the cigars. You want to at least like what you're smoking. Um, yeah. That does help. The, you mentioned, so you mentioned in the end of 2019, is that when you did your rebranding? All the new packaging and uh, stuff? P- or, sorry, IPCPR 2019 uh, was the rebrand, when they introduced the rebrand. So I had actually, um, I had been smoking, and for those that don't know, I don't know, I actually found one of these the other day, so I'll try to be clear. That is actually the old guild. So that's the one you're smoking right now. That is the old band. And if you, yeah, I was going to say, if you want to hold yours up, so the logo wasn't terrible, but see i don't know how to work a computer and a camera almost there a little backwards there we go so it 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 wasn't necessarily bad but it was kind of a regional feel and to me it it looks like it should be on an affliction shirt i feel like joe rogan should be wearing that at the ufc fight next week or whatever but um our new logo which it's a little more visible on your scarf it's a lot cleaner um it's it's a little more timeless and iconic and it and it just kind of shows the premium brand that we are a little better than the previous logo and so once I, once I went to the trade show at, at uh, the IPCPR 2019 and I saw everything, you know, our packaging and, and the different colors and just the, the whole presentation, that's when it really clicked. Like, okay, this is a brand I need to pay attention to. 
Right. Um, and, and I mean, it's helped us tremendously in the last, you know, three years. Uh, we get compliments every trade show. We have competitors coming up to us praising our packaging and praising our look and our design. And, um, you know, so that, that, that always feels well when you got somebody that's technically a competitor, but they're like, man, you guys have knocked it out of the park with your design and your packaging and your marketing. Now, I mean, aside from the cigars themselves, which are important, you know, we, we talk about packaging and marketing and all that stuff all the time. And you have people who are like, well, the, that doesn't matter if the cigar tastes good. Take the, 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 the packaging and the marketing, it does matter, though, because, I mean, it, it's whether you whether you know it or not, you know, seven out of ten people are guilty of band shopping. Um, you know, Absolutely. you can walk into a shop and you're like, oh, that looks sick. I'm going to buy it. Not even really thinking about, like, well, what kind of tobacco is it? And, you know, a lot of times you get a cigar and, and, you, and you buy it that way, not realizing that's how you're buying it. And it's good and you keep smoking it and you don't even realize that that's what sold it. But there is a part of that. Now, I, you've shown us and I've, and I've seen them before, the original packaging, which was interesting, but very different than what you have now. I think what you guys have now is very clean. It's colorful. You know, all the, all the different lines and brands have their own color it's simple it's simple but it's clean if you ever see i don't i don't have a box with me and i don't know if you have a box with you but if anyone's ever seen the boxes like the boxes are really clean and um simple and they're bright and when they sit on a shelf or like you know we see them at the trade show on display i mean it's 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 just refreshing and it looks great and i can only imagine that it looks even better in a shop on the shelf you walk in you just see a whole shelf of crux with all the colors and lined up it's easy to see it's easy to find it's easy to read it's easy to identify um you know and the thing that you know some brand and a lot of brands do it with the color coding so to speak but you know crux has done a good job where someone might come in and who might be new to crux and be like oh i i had a crux do you remember which one it was i remember it was red oh okay so it was the epicure oh i think it was blue oh well that's the bull and boar um you know i mean it's it's easy for people to remember too when they come back and they might not remember what it was called um you know which i think is great the other cool thing about the boxing that you guys do which i don't know if anyone else does this is you have boxes of 20 i believe correct and it's 10 yes, 20 and, it's, count box. and it's 10 loose and then you have two five packs on the other half yes. of the box so tell us a little bit more about what, what went into that thought process and wh where did that idea come from? Because it's, it's very unique and it's very nice. Well, I know like they, the owner of our company, he started, his, he opened his first cigar shop in 1992, so 30 years ago. So he's been in this industry for a long time and he's very familiar with the retail side of things. And, and he looked at basically three points of purchase um, and, and oh, speak to the I devil. Thank you, brother. Time. Appreciate it. I, uh, I was unprepared. Sorry, Sam. Uh, I have to. I, I have to cut you off for a second. Oh. I called it the bull and boar. I meant to say the bull and bear. Sorry. I didn't even hear it. So how dare you? I meant the bull and bear. But, sorry. But I will show. This is what our box looks like. So. Oh, and I saw sick. Jason. So I'm actually at uh, the shop where I met Jason, uh, where he used to work in Arkansas. So hi, Jason. Um, but Jason just said uh, the descriptions of the cigars on the lid. And so it might be kind of hard it to did. read, but all of our boxes, all of the lids will have a flavor description, kind of an info panel with, you know, some, some tasting notes, a strength meter, a little flavor descriptor, just something to, to catch your eye. You see that there's different, um, the color, the contrast with the color and the white. And then, yes, as you said, which I'm blocking my view. So this is our bull and bear. So you can see that there's 10 singles and then there's two five packs. So what that does 
that gives the consumer an option. So once they find their favorite crux and they go, okay, you know, this is the bull and bear Marblehead Gordo. I love this cigar. It's so good. And they're going, you know, they might be going to a barbecue, play golf, go to the lake, whatever they're going to do. Well, you can just grab a five pack. It's got its own barcode and make it easy. Uh, I, I, I don't know who first said this, but I have heard this said is it's the easiest way to make four friends is you buy one of these five packs. Um, so that really just kind of was a thing, uh, to, to help the retailers, you know, some shops, I travel to a lot of cigar shops. Some shops will have two, three guys working at any given time. And then some shops it's one guy. So if that one guy is ringing somebody up or he's busy doing something, or he's got multiple people in the humidor and a consumer walks in and they're, they're looking around, they want to try something new or something maybe they haven't had before. They're not familiar with, they're going to see these boxes and these lids, the color is going to bring their eye to it because it's changing a little bit now, but historically humidors were just walls of Brown and tan and wood, you know, mm. muted colors, nothing, not a lot of pop to them. So it kind of helps draw your eye. And especially when you see multiple facings together, you kind of just see this, um, you know, colorful little section and it draws your eye. And then that helps the consumer without, you know, some people don't want to ask questions. They just want to go pick something on their own. And so it kind of helps like they can read the flavor descriptor and they can see like, okay, this is a medium or, you know, medium plus and, oh, you know, cocoa, molasses, cedar, like that sounds great. That's what I love in a Maduro. And then that kind of helps take a little of that uh, workload off of the retailer. Yeah, I I especially like the fact that, you know, like you mentioned before, it's it's the easiest way to make four friends. Um, it's great because for me, when I started buying boxes, even as a regular like full-time smoker, I mean, you and I smoke a shit ton. And I would feel like the average cigar smoker does not smoke as much as we do. <laughs> but no. No. so so even more for those people and then you have the people who still are just really more occasional smokers i mean enough that they buy somewhat regularly but they don't smoke daily or even weekly i didn't right. realize like how fast i mean how slow it actually takes to get through a box sometimes not because you don't like the mm -hmm. cigar but because you have so much stuff and you're, you're you're like what you're in the mood it's always changing and then you're buying this and you're buying that and then you're smoking this and that and you'll buy a box and you'll you'll go through like the first five sticks because you'll be like oh these are great and then you move on to the next box because you're like oh now this is a new box so it's nice because instead of just having that box of just all the singles and it's like then you get these five packs and then the next time you got to go somewhere i know i run into this too where people are like oh like either i i know i'm gonna bring cigars or someone say, hey, well, could they know? And they go, hey, can you like bring some cigars? I'm like, yeah, no problem. And then I do this thing where I go in front of the cabinets and I'm just like, what do I bring? And I'm like trying to put a thing together. And that's nice because you can just go to the box and be like, you know what? I already have a couple five packs in here. Grab them, done. And you're ready to go. Yeah. And and, and you're so just simple. like. It's so convenient. Yeah. And I, and I think it's great. And then you, but you still have like the singles part that you're going to grab here and there as you're smoking them. And then you have that convenient right. five pack that. I feel like in that box, that pack is meant to be shared or it's meant to be, you know, smoked. Other. You, you're not, you're not, I mean, maybe you like the cigars, you're going to smoke the whole thing, whatever. But when you buy that box, it's like you got half the box for yourself and then you have this nice five pack that it's like, it just makes the most sense to share with a friend. So when you go somewhere, you're grabbing that, you're ready to go. You got five. That's more than enough usually for most of the small gatherings you're going to. And they're great cigars. And people are going to enjoy them. So people who are new to cigars who might be like trying to, you know, like get into it or learn from someone like you who knows, 
oh, we'll try Crocs. This is a good cigar. Look at, you know, this five pack, the, 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 blah, 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 blah. And it's just, it's a great experience and it's a great idea. And I know other manufacturers are really about the, the fresh packs. Do you, you guys don't do anything with the fresh packs, do you? We don't. We don't currently, no. So um, for you guys, it's I, I just these. I don't know if that's something on the horizon. I'm sorry. So for, for you guys, it's just these ones that are in the boxes. Yeah, it's, it's just in the box. And what we do, um, which this has actually been really clutch in the last year or so, is when when a retail partner brings crooks in and they they have the box on the shelf. So like we would consider this a dress box. So this is our dress box. It's a nice, I mean, you can see it's a nice like solid wood. It's a very hefty, like good, solid, well-built quality box. Um, but with with many things in the last you know year or so, there's been there's been some serious issues with supply chain, um, lumber shortages, stuff like that. So I know that the box factory that we use is taking quite a hit and, you know, they had a lot of issue with sourcing material and they had, they, they ended up growing quite a bit of a backlog. So what we do is once you have that dress box, when you do a subsequent reorder, unless you're adding a new facing, then we're going to send you what we call a refill brick, which is four of the five packs. So 20 cigars, um, saves a little on shipping. It's a, it's a little more economical. Um, it's also recycled paperboard. So it's a little more, you know, for that kind of green, the people that, that want to leave the earth better than they found it. Um, it kind of checks those boxes as well. Um, and that makes it just a lot more convenient. They're easier to store. You know, you don't have this big bulky box. Um, you just have these nice little kind of cube five packs uh, or, or refill bricks that post up really well and, and you can stack them and, and, and they still look great. You know, but it just kind of makes things a little easier to refill the, the dress box as needed. So we have a couple of questions from the audience here, and I just want to scroll up real quick before we get to that one. First one was from a little while back. We kind of missed it. Uh, Scooter Chriswell says, my first Crux was from a Pravada Club Monthly. Great cigar. Still working with Pravada? Question mark. So I believe the one he's talking about was a special size of our Epicure Connecticut. Okay. Um, if, if I, I, to my knowledge, that's the only one we've done with Pravada. That's, uh, that's something that, that our VP handles. I don't know if we have anything else in the works with them currently. Um, I'm, so I'm not sure, Scooter. I apologize. And then the other question, uh, we have two actually from the same person. The first one is any affiliation slash conflicts with Crux Beers in Bend, Oregon. is that Oregon? Yeah. Um, and Bend, two, no. Does Crux have contingency plans around a Nicaragua embargo? Think Crux is exclusively produced in with Nicaragua? Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. That's a, uh, that's a question that I've had recently because it, it came up actually last week in some shops I was visiting. People started bringing that up. Our cigars, we use two factory partners. So um, Placencia makes most of our stuff. Um, it's, it's still Jeff's blend, the owner of our company. He does all of our blends. Placencia puts the cigars together for us. And then our Maduro that Nicole and I are smoking is actually put together at AJ Fernandez's factory in Nicaragua as well. Um, that is a, you know, I read, I started to see kind of the murmurings of the, the possible embargo. Um, and, and obviously knowing that our stuff comes from Nicaragua, I immediately panicked a little bit. Um, not enough to, to call the boss and freak out. You know, I, I, he's a busy guy. So I try to pick and choose when I need to bother him. Um, but that question came up two or three times uh, traveling last week. Um, so I don't know yet. Um, I'm hoping that it's it's doesn't go through, you know, that maybe cooler heads prevail and we don't need to do the embargo. Um, I've talked to a, a handful of people, um, not on any official level, but 
just kind of about there there's there's ways to get around things and so we were we were in the shop last week kind of talking about hypotheticals and stuff like that so um hopefully as i said cooler heads prevail um but i know that that jeff and casey are always thinking you know they're not thinking about tomorrow they're thinking about next year they're thinking about five years from now they're thinking about 10 years from now so um i i'm very faithful in them and, and i kind of just trust to follow them that that they'll they'll make decisions that protect us and, and secure our future so very well said i would see i would see a lot of people opening dominican factories if that happens like all of a sudden well, or or making a lot of partnerships but i i don't know you know and it was um, Half Wheel that first wrote that article. And then I believe we did some coverage on it, too. But, you know, we had talked to some other cigar manufacturers. We wanted to, like, get comment and sort of ask a little bit more. So I don't know if you want to. I've spoken with yeah. – now, I'm not saying anything Sam said is yeah. not true or whatever. We really – we there really is no concrete answer on this. Um, I've talked to uh, a couple – of uh, large manufacturers, the owners uh, of those large manufacturers, and I asked them myself, like, hey, there's this, this, and I don't want to get too into this topic uh, on the show tonight, um, but what I will say, since it's here, I, I have spoken to a couple of um, bigger manufacturer owners in about this issue, um, and I had said, hey, you know, I, I had heard this, and, you know, and Charlie put out this story, and you know, I don't really know much about it. You know, what do you think? And the consensus I got was, um, it, I mean, obviously anything can happen anytime, right? Uh, they don't feel that it's it immediately like a major threat of something that's going on. I think some of them have some things that they have kind of waiting in the wings in case, God forbid, it does happen. But the consensus I got right. was we, we don't, I mean, we're down here and the people we talk to and, the lobbyists, we, we don't feel that that's a real threat um, uh, based on the information that we have. And they wouldn't say much about it, and I didn't want to push, but uh, that's that's what I heard. But again, I don't know. I mean, we I don't really know. I'm not down there. You're not down there. We I mean, it, it could happen tomorrow. It might not ever happen at all. Um, so it, it is kind of, it's one of those stories that's, I mean, it's there. It's out there. People are talking about it, but I just don't. Uh, right. I, 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 there's not enough information on that to really answer it for everyone. It's still right? in the early stage. So it's yeah. still kind of a, you know, whether it's a threat or whether it's just a tactic, but obviously I hope it doesn't happen. But if it does, fortunately, I think there's a new Applebee's opening in my neighborhood. And, you know, I can, I can probably bust a table or two. I mean, it's been a while, but I think I still have those skills in my tool bag somewhere. My name is Sam. Welcome to Applebee's. Tonight's specials are a filet with a sh grilled shrimp add-on and that comes with mashed potatoes also margaritas are four dollars tonight let yeah. me know if i can long get long island iced teas are a dollar <laughs> limit 10 um, does applebee's have filet i think they have like a sirloin know. that is from uh i don't know yeah <laughs> i threw it I out know. there i i i haven't eaten applebee's in years my wife hates it so she doesn't let me eat there yeah, I haven't been there in a long time either. We were talking about it the other day. It came up on TV. Only because like, we saw all you can eat wings, and that was kind of. I was like, when's the last time we were at Applebee's? Ooh. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. We have to like check in with them, see if they stepped up their game. I mean, it's been a while. Um, Probably not. Let's hit the news really quick. I have some interesting news uh, that I want to bring to the 
audience's attention. For those who may not know, our news is once again brought to you by McAuliffe Cigars. If you head over to McAuliffeCigars.com today, you can sign up to become an official ambassador. And while you're at it, you'll get your ambassador number, your ambassador coin, and check out the Facebook ambassador group for all of your fellow McAuliffe ambassadors. You can smoke, socialize, check out their line. Great cigars, McAuliffeCigars.com. And shout out to Dan Thompson from McAuliffe Cigars who is watching and says hello to all of us. And I believe they had a very successful McAuliffe Open House. They did. They did. We were not able to attend this year again, but from what I saw and what I heard, they had a great open house once again down in Texas, down in uh, the the Fort Worth area of Texas. And uh, so congratulations to them. They have some cool stuff lined up for next year. Dan was on right before PCA. We saw some stuff. I've heard some whisperings about some things that might be happening. I won't say. Uh, so I'm very excited. McAuliffe's going to have a good year next year. Um, but anyway, speaking of brands, uh, last week we first heard the news that Crowned Heads and Ace Prime have separated and ended their agreement on distribution. Uh, both sides saying that they terminated it. Um, you know, Crowned Heads said that they ended it. Uh, I spoke with Luciano. Luciano had said, hey, you know, we ended this, you know, a few months ago, whatever. Um, as of November 1st of this year, it's done. Um, they Crown Heads will have you know, no obligations or responsibilities to distribute Ace Prime. However, also coming up this week, Luciano went ahead and announced that Ace Prime is going to be rebranded as Luciano Cigars and will launch an independent distribution. Uh, Luciano... Announced that Ace Prime Cigars will rebrand as Luciano Cigars and launch an independent U.S. distribution after more than a decade and a half in the industry. Luciano will now direct a fully vertically integrated company from seed to smoke, enabling a deeper pursuit in his passion for premium cigars and the people who make them. Um, so it's it, a lot of news within a seven-day period. This, this kind of separation, rebranding. we got our own distribution going on. Which, by the way, they both... I love both companies. They both make great cigars. They both have great people. I love people on both sides. Um, a little disappointing on this story here. I, I was a little shocked because I was like, oh, wow, things seemed like they were going well. And um, then this happened, and a lot of changes have come up now. Sounds like bigger and better things for Luciano, though. And Yeah. You know, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, Lu- Luciano has definitely had... A, a nice couple of years. He's he's been making some great cigars. Uh, that new Mas Ignis that came mm. out, very good. Uh, very very good. I had that cigar uh, recently, and that one really blew me away. So, uh, just you know, all the best to to both of them, uh, especially Luciano. You know, going off on his own, being a, a smaller brand. Um, you know, nothing but the best to him. Love those guys. He's actually coming on the show in a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks, I think. Uh, I can't remember Something. if it's October or November. I think Luciano's coming. He's coming on. I just can't remember exactly when, but I know it's coming up. So we'll get to talk to him all about that on the show. Oh, it's two weeks. Okay. Okay. So on the 6th of October, uh, Luciano will be here. We'll talk to him all about that. So really excited for that one. Don't miss that show. That's going to be a good one. Um, And that's going to do it for the news this week. So yeah, that's a uh, lot of news there. And you can read more about it at smokingtobacco.com. All of the uh, stories for both of those are up there. I'm sure it'll be a topic on spare notes. Oh, yeah. We'll yeah. talk about it more on Spare Notes. That's a good point. Uh, this Saturday, 9 p.m. Eastern, same place. You know where to find us. William Cooper and I will be back together. Uh, we'll probably talk more about it then, too. So that's another good point. We'll uh, we'll get into that. But anyway, moving on. Sam, 
back. Hi. Uh, back. Hi. <laughs> I, uh, I also enjoy the Moss Igneous, and I'm very curious to try that wine. Yes. Um, yeah, I haven't had the wine. You know, and the pairing together. It's, uh, yeah, because apparently the all the tobaccos were tested for their pH balance to specifically pair with the pH in the wine. If I'm paraphrasing, so I'm not a scientist, obviously, and right. I don't even know what pH stands for, but uh, apparently it's supposed <laughs> to be a great pairing. And I enjoyed the cigar, um, you know, and uh, that, that was one that I was looking for after the trade show because I heard so much about it. And I finally picked one up, and I, I was pleasantly surprised. You know, it was, it was a very good cigar. And a lot of times, you know, trade shows come out, and a lot of people are raving about cigars and might not be your cup of tea. So whenever I seek out a new cigar that I've been hearing so much about, it's always pleasant when it's actually really good. Well, the other thing, too, and, I mean, from Crux, I mean, you know this, too. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. Um, when, we, when we're at the trade show, cigars come out. You guys have samples. There's new stuff. People are trying stuff. It's very dry, whether especially in the winter. Like TPE in the winter, it's even oh, it's even drier. I mean, Vegas is dry, mm-hmm. but it's even drier. So any samples you get, like at TPE, don't don't t- just like don't even touch them. Bring them home, let them sit, please. Don't don't touch them because they get so I so agree. so dry. They get air sick, and it, it's it's not gonna be with the manufacturer made it for and what the reaction that they're expecting from you because you're going to light it and be like wow this sucks and it's going to be like well it's got like no humidity um you know and that's the other thing too so people grabbing samples at the trade show and you hear this hype and you're like oh man you're like oh it sucks and then that's why Coop and i always try to stress like don't judge a cigar based off of the show sample i mean to an extent when you're at the show and you get it right there and it's fresh if you're going to cut it and light it right there on the show floor probably okay if you're going to sit there and smoke it but if you're going to take it throw it in a bag and walk around for a couple of days and then like you know smoke it on your way out when you're going to the airport no um i i try to bring them home let them sit and then even after that i'll go and buy them again and smoke them again and just smoke a fresh batch that just was all the way you know humidified and all that um to to get that real test out of the cigar just to see how it stacks up. And uh, that was a cigar that um, I got after the trade show. And I was really, I was not surprised, I was, but I was really blown away. I was like, wow, this cigar is great. Uh, and if I remember correctly, the winery is, is it a Spanish winery? I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I, think I, uh, I haven't looked that far into it. I, I just read a few articles covering it. Yeah. Um, and it's it's an interesting concept, you know. Really um, is. It it's uh I'm I'm curious to see, you know, if uh if I get to try that wine at some point and, and smoke another Moss Igneous with it. Um but going to your point, um you know, this year at PCA, I sorry if I'm jumping the gun by No, the no, I was we, I was heading actually, in this direction. Yeah. <laughs> so we actually announced our first new cigar in four years or so. Uh and it will be coming out uh hopefully later this year. Um, we've got some things in the works that we're trying to fine tune and perfect before we actually release it to the wild. But um, it's it's kind of a weird double-edged sword because we had so many people that were you know fans of the brand and have been following us for a couple of years and they really have enjoyed our stuff. And you know there there's some companies that have new stuff coming out. It, it seems like every other week, right? Yeah. And it's kind of it can get kind of maddening and 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 very confusing to follow all the new stuff. And then there's other companies like Crux, where we we just make good quality core line products. 
Uh, we have one line of a, of a limited edition, the Limitada, that we do, you know, a very small run of every year uh, with, with a proprietary wrapper. And so we're, as, as you mentioned, when we did our interview at PCA last year, I didn't have anything new to show you. We had, we had some rebranded stuff that we had brought back to the market after a couple of year absence. But as far as a brand new blend that nobody had had, we didn't have that last year, but we did have it this year. And they were very young samples. And, and you know, we, we made the decision as a company that we will give these out, but we'll do it with the caveat that, hey, these are still a little young. Our recommendation is put them in your bag. And, you know, we had all the Bovida bags and all that stuff. Put them in your bag. Once you get home, put them in a humidor. Give it, you know, two weeks, three weeks. Give it some time to just acclimate rest and to be as perfect as possible. And, of course, now that I'm back traveling on the road after the trade show, everybody's like, you know, they lit it up right there. And there's, there's one, uh, one lady that works at a shop and, and she lit it up when I gave it to her when I'm sitting in the meeting and she probably got five, 10 minutes worth of smoking. And then she went to the next booth, whatever brand that was. And they gave her a cigar and she felt guilty smoking the crux at their booth. So she puts the new Epicure Habano out. And then when I saw her, she's like, Hey, do you have another one of those? Cause it started off really good and I really want to finish it. And I was like, I, I, I don't <laughs> like, you know, um, I'm, I'm hoping to get some more samples soon, but um, there's been a lot of talk about it. So it's one of those things where I'm guilty of it too. You know, you want something new. Somebody tells you, well, here it is, but you got to wait. You know, it's like being a little kid, you know, you go to the store with your mom and, and you, you buy a toy and it's like, you got to wait till you get home and you're in the back seat ripping the box open, you know, losing parts before you oh, get yeah. the driveway. Oh, yeah. um, so we're all guilty of it. But um, I, I think what you said is, is, uh, you know, any cigar you try at a trade show, especially when it's in a place like Vegas, which is a just insanely dry climate, um, you really have to, one, consider that, you know, take that in consideration and, and, and give a little like leeway. But also, it, it doesn't necessarily mean you shouldn't revisit that cigar once it hits shelves, uh, humidors in the proper environment. And a lot of times they're drastically different. And we did get samples of that cigar and I've had mine. I don't think she's had hers. Um, I, and I let mine bag. and I let mine sit. Uh, and I, I smoked it way after the show. It was very good. Um, I'm excited about it. I'm very excited. I, I think it's probably and one we'll, of my favorites that you guys make to date. I, I've had a few people telling me that, and um, I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, I know that Casey was down in Nicaragua, and he brought some more samples back. He wanted to let them rest in our warehouse a little bit, in our storage humidor in Florida. Um, and uh, I know I have some samples on the way, and so I'm hoping there's some Habanos in there. Um, because I actually smoked that cigar. The first time I smoked that cigar was April 1st, uh, Friday night. I got married and, uh, I had a Padron 80 that somebody had bought me for the wedding and I was about to light it up. And the owner of our company, Jeff was like, no, 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 I got something for you. Cause they had just got back from Nicaragua the night before. And I think it was the first time they had gone down there since pre COVID since probably 2019. So, wow. um, he, he hands me like a, a, a Robusto unbanded. And as he's handing it over to me, he says, Epicure Habano. And I get all giddy. I mean, it's my wedding, so of course I'm giddy. But I said, oh, great. I said, I'm going to put it in my box and I'll smoke it in a couple of days. I'll let it sit. And he goes, oh, it's fine to smoke now. And then the other the other guys were there and they're like, yeah, smoke it now. Like, what are you going to smoke of a drone? Like, come on, crook, smoke. I'm like, okay. So I cut <laughs> it. I light it. Well, my wife and I got married at this place called Star Hill Ranch, which does a lot of filmings. They have a lot of historic buildings. So they've got buildings that were from the 1800s. And so the, the owner of the, of the property is very particular about where you could smoke. So he set up kind of a little smoking pen 
right outside this uh, uh, saloon they have. And of course, I'm the groom. So every time I'd get two or three puffs standing in this little smoking area, somebody would scream my name because I got to go do a dance, give a speech, cut a cake, whatever. So it took me about two and a half hours to get three quarters of the way through this Robusto, having to relight it every time. And, you know, if you've ever worked in a cigar shop, you know that sometimes it takes you four hours to smoke a Toro. And that fourth hour never tastes as good as that first hour. You know, cigars, in my opinion, and, and I think in many people's opinions, cigars were meant to be cut, lit, and smoked all the way through. You know, yeah. a lot of people try to save them for like a couple hours later or the next day. They're never as good. So I didn't really get a good feel for it. Um, and then I got to smoke it a lot more at the trade show. Um, I smoked one. Actually, I made that my first cigar of the day every day uh, in, in place of the Epicure Connecticut, which is my normal first. And it was great. And I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the, the production runs and, and getting them on the humidor or excuse me, on the shelves in humidors. Um, we will have a new package. Um, kind of, I alluded earlier to the, the issues that some of the box factories have had with wood. So we're actually working on a new packaging material um, to give kind of a, uh, still has like our premium look, um, but it'll be a material that's much easier to source and to get uh, made on demand. So we're not going to have to worry, uh, hopefully about any sort of, you know, packaging back order issues because that's a you know that can be a frustrating thing you know we've got cigars to sell but we might not have the right box for it right and that can kind of slow you down hinder us so that'll hopefully mitigate a lot of those issues moving forward once we get that fully locked in it was funny when we when we got to the trade show and we we got to your booth um i don't know if you were with me because there was a lot of the, a lot of the show you weren't with me i was by myself and no, i was there for that interview. you were you okay was. she was there for um it's before i had covid and it was i just allegedly i remember you you were like hold on one sec and you went out back and you brought us up the samples and you were like gave us the whole spiel about it and then you were like also just so you know <laughs> you're like i put these bands on myself in the back of the booth <laughs> and i looked at you and you're like no i'm serious i put all the bands on these cigars because they didn't have bands on them and i was back there so if they're kind of fucked up it's because i did it <laughs> yeah well so that that was another thing was you know obviously having to ship things internationally and, and when it's a time sensitive thing, um, we, we really wanted to make sure we had these cigars for this trade show, at least to display. Um, and it was kind of a last, you know, last minute game day decision, whether we were going to actually hand the samples out or not, or just have a display. And then we would eventually send samples out. So one of the things that they had to do, which is not common, it's not something we normally do, but it was just a circumstance of the timing is they had the, the cigars sent, uh, to the States from the factory in Nicaragua. Uh, and they, they didn't have time to get the bands down there, get the bands put on, get them packaged and sent to us. So because time was such an issue, we had them separately. And so obviously at a trade show, people are getting, you know, tens to hundreds of cigars, depending on you know who you are and how many booths you visit. So we got to have a band on it. Right. And we're not going to just write, you know, like get a Sharpie and write Crux Epicure Habano on the cellophane. So yeah, every morning, um, I would I would get the bands and I would I would uh, have my little band factory in the back on one of the tables and you know I, I I think I got pretty good at it not nearly as good as the people down in Nicaragua in the factory that just do it nonstop but yeah I I, I gave that disclaimer um, just so people didn't look at it and be like what the hell are you doing I mean it looked good for what it's worth and I'll say this publicly I mean they looked fine it looked normal uh, it didn't look botched um, I think it was great I think I gave you, you know, the good one because your media. Yeah, he had to go through. It was like, find the best ones. That one's kind of sideways. Don't give him that. 
but no, I mean, it was, no, it was good. And, you know, we always appreciate the hospitality at, at all the booths at the trade shows. So, um, no, we appreciate it. So thank you for that. But, but no, that, <clears throat> sorry, my throat is dry today. Mm. As the fall air starts to creep into New England. Um, no, I mean, that cigar was good. I, I'm excited to see it come out. Um, are you guys going to be attending TPE in 2023? I believe we are. To okay. my knowledge, we are. Um, so, and and as you've seen, we, we uh, the last two years at least, we've been part of what's called the premium cigar. Well, they have two of them, but the premium cigar pavilion. So it's a, it's basically a large booth that has, I think it's eight to ten companies in there with you know the yeah. same table, the same kind of kiosk. So yep. it's not as much branding as our, our regular PCA booth but it's substantially just more efficient and, and easier for us to maneuver. So I believe we have the same thing set up for, for TPE 23. Nice. Nice. Well, we look forward to seeing you guys there as well. Uh, anything, anything new we might see at that show or more of just kind of keeping up with what you guys already got going on. I, I, I don't know that yet at this point. Um, as I mentioned, I'm like the step cousin. So I find things out when uh, the media reports it. And then I go, wait, is that true? Yeah, exactly. They <laughs> They're like, just go sell what we give you to sell. And then we'll tell you the stuff when, you know, need to know basis. Um, no, I, I do know that, as, as I said, um, Jeff and Casey, they, they are always thinking, you know, in, in decades. They're not thinking in days, right? So, so they always have stuff on, on the horizon. Um, it's just a matter of doing it the right way, not right away. Um, that's kind of the way that we operate. So I don't know exactly what our timeline is on, you know, I, I've, I've heard murmurings of some other blends and tobaccos that are in consideration or they've, they've been testing, but as far as the timeline, you know, I, I'm, I'm not hundred percent accurate on that. Yeah. Well, time will tell. And, uh, we, we're excited to see you guys and meet up with you guys there either way. Um, you know, maybe there'll be beanies to go with this, the scarfs this time. I don't know. Um, but we'll see. Maybe some mittens. Maybe some mittens. Ooh, some would, cigar mittens. I'd rock those. I don't know if you can smoke a cigar with a mitten. It's like a flipper. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Gloves. <laughs> I always try to think of, you know, every company does lighters and cutters. So whenever I'm like thinking about trying to come up with swag ideas that I can maybe mention, um, I'm always trying to think of things that are a little outside of the box. Mm. Um, and, and as I said earlier, it, it, it gets really tough with trying to come up with things that are cost effective, um, that are high quality, but that haven't been done a hundred times before. Right. Um, so the scarves were, like I said, scarves are a big hit and I know we've got more of those. And, um, I think as the, the weather gets a little cooler, it'll be, you know, those will, those will kind of make their uh, emergence again. I mean, it's going to be 45 degrees here tonight. So, well, <laughs> it's cold. Welcome to Massachusetts. Well, I was in the center of Arkansas yesterday, which is the first day of fall and it was 103 degrees. It's like, what? Give me, give me fall. Like September, October, November, December, that is my time of year. So I'm a, I'm a fall kid through and through. So I'm, so, just, I'm waiting for that, you know, pumpkin so you, spice latte. And so you're one of those people foods. who, when it's September 1st, it, it, it's just, it's fall. Not the first day when of fall, September which is at 1st, the end of the month. September no, 1st. It's, it's fall. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's like pre-fall. My wife. <laughs> Uh, we, we just, we just bought a house and moved into a new house, um, the, the week after we got married and, uh, my wife is, uh, you know, she was just chomping at the bit to get Halloween decorations going. And, uh, um, she started some stuff, I think on the inside, but I don't, uh, when I go home this weekend, I'll probably show up and it'll be like a, you know, haunted house or something, but we're, we're big Halloween kids. So we want to make sure that, uh, our house stands out, you know, 
so if you're big like halloween people have you not come up to salem massachusetts no you know it's so funny (laughs) Uh, that's true that's a good point i don't know if i said this to her or not um but the other night before i left town we watched uh it's kind of a dumb movie but uh Adam Sandler Halloween movie, Hubie Halloween or Hubie oh, yeah. or something yeah. like that. Yeah, 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 I saw that. I don't know if you've seen it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it had some funny moments. It's kind of corny. It's, you know, it's, Adam Sandler can be a fantastic actor. I mean, Uncut Gems and a lot of the movies he's done where he's been serious. It's like, wow, he's got Rain skills. on Me was fantastic. His... Which one? Rain on Me, the one about 9-11. Oh, yeah, Rain on Me with Don Cheadle. And, yeah. That was great. Drunk Love. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's, he's very multifaceted, but he, he defaults back to that, like, you know, dumb kind of <laughs> comedy with, you know, Rob Schneider and all of his crew, which you can't blame them. They're having fun. But no. anyways, it takes place in Salem. And again, I don't know if I said this to, to Kristen um, out loud, but I remember thinking like, man, that's gotta be fun to go out there. Like during the fall, you know, I grew up in California where fall is just like, you know, summer light. Um, so, so going somewhere where you actually have seasons, like that sounds so much more fun. And uh, you know, I, I would imagine I've never been to New England, but I would imagine that that being up in that area, especially around the Halloween times, would be just beautiful. So you've never gone leaf right peep- my alley. leaf peeping? Yeah. No, is that a thing? <laughs> That's oh, oh that yeah, I've never been. Thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've, I've never been cow tipping either, which is apparently what some people do in the Midwest. So I don't know. Apparently, I haven't lived. What is leaf peeping? That's where the people who don't peeping? live in New England, yeah, like peep, like peep show, like oh. they peep, they they look. <laughs> Like, yeah. that's the people who don't live in New England, who live in places like, you know, California, where it's like, oh, it's summer light, where the, the trees just stay green all the way, you know? Yeah. Um, and they come up to New England to watch the leaves go from green to brown and orange. And they're like, oh, wow, look at that. Because all the colors change. We call it leaf peeping. It's the people who come out to see that. And we're just like, I that mean, makes sense. the leaves change color or whatever. And people are like, wow. And it's like a whole thing for them. And they we call them leaf peepers. So... Are they called leafers? Because my wife just commented, "Leafers." I guess that with that a would... very excited. <laughs> I guess that's acceptable. I don't know. Okay, leafers. Okay, right, I'll leafers. go with it. It's a yeah, new she's... term. I feel like leaf peeping, okay. and like the last couple of years, it's been a thing. But Salem is so much fun, and it's a zoo there. So most New Englanders do not go to Salem. <laughs> I feel like during Halloween, I would at least imagine. the ones that like live imagine. close to Salem, they're like, ah, like, yeah, Halloween away. season, like but pretty it's... much the whole month of October is just the day of Halloween well, in Salem. One, um, someone that I used to work with, she worked at a vampire store <laughs> themed store in Salem and they would have a vampire ball yep. every year <laughs> and it was like yep. this yeah. huge ordeal. It is a fun place to be. There's a haunted <laughs> tour. at the, they, we... do, yeah. they do like tours around the city and it's like the haunted tour and they show you where like you know, like the spookiest parts of town are and like where all the witch trials were and all that stuff. Yeah. And it's a whole thing. So if, if you, you love, love Halloween, Halloween, yeah, that's like the Super Bowl okay. of Halloween. Yeah. You have to go. We did a, we did a ghost tour in Austin. Cause I, we, we, I, we now live just outside of Austin, but um, at the time we were living in Austin and uh, my, my wife, one of her good friends, uh, it was her birthday. So we all went to this beautiful dinner with her family and friends. And then we did this Austin ghost tour. Hmm. But it was it was like a Saturday night. We're just walking around. We walked so many blocks, just walking around Austin with some guy who was not weird at all, um, just going like, yeah, somebody killed himself here. And it was just it was it sounded like fun. But I mean, I'm, I don't know if I, if I could have been on like a rascal scooter or something. I think I would have enjoyed it more. But yeah, I think I think going somewhere like Salem, where there's such history with that kind of otherworldly supernatural 
um, stuff. I think that'd be a lot more. It'd fit a lot better, I think. Yeah, it definitely would have a good time. Well, now you have two reasons to come to New England. One, get Crocs up here, and two, <laughs> two come see Salem. Yeah. I'll, I'll ask yeah. the boss if I can come up there during October to try to get some accounts going. Yeah, and bring Kristen with you. To win Absolutely. I, you know, <laughs> she's never traveled with me other than to PCA last year. Um, and, you know, she, she has a full-time job. She works, she works a lot, and she, you know, she's got a lot on her plate. But I tell her all the time, you know, whenever she asks me, my birthday's in November, whenever she asks me, you know, what do you want to do for your birthday? I go, I just want you to take the week off and travel with me for the week. You know, I'm not a big vacation guy. I don't need a lot of hoopla for my birthday. But, um, you know, just come on the road with me and, and come hang out and meet some of the people that – it's so weird because so many people, I talk about her all the time. We're friends on social media. So they, they feel like they know her. Right. And for a lot of those people, they got to meet her at PCA last year. But so many people are just, you know, and everyone wants to ask, like, hey, what the hell are you doing with him? You know, but um, she's got her reasons. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I would love for her to travel with me, um, you know, and, and she's not a big cigar smoker. She'll smoke occasionally with me. And, and you know, I think uh, I don't know if she's had a full cigar since PCA last year, because I think, you know, that's not her her normal scene with, you know, just cigars from morning to night and smoke everywhere. But uh you know, she was a trooper and, and she, she does enjoy a good cigar every once in a while with me. And she always sits with me on the patio when I'm smoking. Um, you That's know. good. So That's I, nice. I, I think she'd have fun doing something, especially if it was somewhere like Salem, where there's more than just cigar shop, cigar shop, cigar shop, cigar shop. Oh, yeah. And you can smoke while you're walking around. I mean, Massachusetts yeah. is not the most f- smoker friendly. friendly, period, especially cigar. But I mean, if you're outside walking around, like whatever. And Salem is 30 minutes from New Hampshire. Which is then the mecca of cigar shops. I so, mean, you got you got yeah. New Hampshire that's close by. Yeah, um, it, it, yeah it's, like very I said, different smoking. That would be a great trip. Standards. Just saying, we come hang out. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like it. That would be cool. I'll, I'll start planting those seeds. You should. We should. We'll, we'll make that happen. That'd be cool. Wow, we do have one more segment for you before we wrap up the show. This one is going to be our top three segment, brought to you by Room One Hundred One Cigars. Watch the smoking tobacco show. Eat your vegetables. Take your vitamins. Smoke room 101. So, I got an interesting one for you. Now, since room 101 is technically, yes, room 101 cigars. See, that's why we're here. Cigars, room 101. But you know, room 101 is also a, it's a, it's a lifestyle brand. They make jewelry and apparel. They make cigars. They also make gin. They also are in the alcohol game. So, speaking of alcohol. What are your three all-time, if you had to make three of your best cocktails or your three favorite drinks to make, whatever it is, what would those three drinks be? They could be something simple. It could be something complex, something that no one's ever heard of. I've got two that no one have ever heard of, and I've got one that is my favorite all-time cocktail that I'm very picky about. Um, For many years, most of my adult life, uh, I've worked as a bartender. That's what I've, you know, through many, many different... uh, times I've gone back and forth with it, um, made some of the most money in my life as a bartender. I never considered myself a mixologist because that was a little more pretentious than I cared to be. Um, but I, I, I have worked in, in craft cocktail environments. So the first one, uh, one of my go-tos that I rarely order out anymore because if it's not good, it's just terrible. Um, but would be an old fashioned. Uh, so that was something where that's one that I enjoy making. Um, I've made them at home often. And that is one that I don't do a lot of sugar as much anymore because I'm on the road all the time. So I try to minimize, you know, sugar and excess, you know, bad food. 
but uh, every once in a while, a great old fashioned just goes and it pairs well with cigars and it just tastes good. Um, so that would be kind of my first one. Then the other two are two drinks that I came up with. One of them was called the basic. And speaking of fall, it was a pumpkin spice, uh, kind of like a pumpkin spice martini. Mm. Um, and I actually, it is the only time in my bartending career that I made ingredient. I made stuff at home to take to work for this cocktail. So I, uh, I did a lot of research on the internet and I made a pumpkin spice syrup at home and I made this cocktail and I was actually talking about it last night. I was trying to find a picture of it, but it, you know, it had a, uh, it had a cinnamon whipped cream, uh, fresh whipped cream topping. Um, it was whiskey based and it tasted like a pumpkin spice latte. It had a coffee liqueur and it was just, and we called it the basic because the bar didn't want me to call it the basic bitch, but you know, every year the fall, fall happens and the girls get their pumpkin spice latte and their uggs and their scarves maybe a crux scarf and so i just we called it the basic and we had it on special for a couple weeks at the bar and it was fantastic then lastly is another cocktail i came up with the bar where i worked uh which is actually my first job in texas and their last day open is this sunday so i'm very sad about that but um we did a lot of infusions. So we would, we would take whiskeys and infuse them with different things. We had a peach habanero infused Buffalo trace. Really? Which is one of my favorite bourbons. Yes. And so we fresh habanero, fresh peaches, we infuse them in jars, um, large container jars, and then uh, put them in bottles. So I made a drink called the great white Buffalo. And it was a play on an old, uh, a traditional whiskey sour. Um, so it was a very difficult drink to make, especially if you're busy because it takes a lot of care. It has egg white in it. So egg white emulsifies and it kind of gives it a, a creamier texture and it helps with the foam on top. So it used uh, the peach habanero infused buffalo trace, uh, a white peach syrup in lieu of a simple syrup, uh, fresh lemon juice, um, and then the egg white. And then so anybody, if you've ever made a drink with egg whites, you have to shake it twice. So basically you put all the ingredients in a shaker, you shake the hell out of it really, really, really good because you really want to emulsify and mix it up well. Um, and that's called a dry shake. Then you're going to add the, uh, the ice. You're going to give it another good shake that chills the cocktail. And then you do what's called a double strain. So you've got like a, you know, mesh sifter and then you've got your strainer, you pour it and you have to double strain it and you have to take some care to do it so that it comes out properly. And then last but not least, you put a couple drops of bitters on top and then you can do swirls or different art. Sometimes I would draw offensive things for some of my regulars when they asked for one of those cocktails when I was busy, cause it took me like, you know, two minutes to make each cocktail. And you got to do them one at a time. You can't batch them. It just doesn't come out the same. Hmm. So those are my top three. If I had to just pick, which is funny because I don't make cocktails anymore. I drink either whiskey neat or beer. But those are those are the three that stick out to my mind as, as my three all-time favorites. Yeah, that's a pretty interesting lineup you got there. Some of those, I mean, they all sound great. I mean, old fa- you're right on the old-fashioned. A lot of times, that's one of those. Th- it's, it's like ordering a Cuban sandwich, right? Like some people make it the real way, and then a good percentage of the time you order it and it's not really a Cuban sandwich. It's just like ham and cheese and pickles. And they're like, this is a Cuban. And I go, where's the roasted pork? Like, yeah, it's not really a Cuban sandwich. And I feel like the same thing happens in old fashioned. Sometimes you'll, you'll get it and you'll get a bartender that takes the time. They do it right. It tastes right. And then sometimes you get someone who just throws like a packet of sugar in there with a cherry. And they're like, here you go. And you're like, I mean, it's kind of half-assed. It's not really that great. Absolutely. So I, and, I totally and, know what you, you know, mean. It's, it's so funny when it comes to like food, like you mentioned a Cuban sandwich and I've, I've never had a, I don't think I've ever had a Cuban sandwich in Florida or Cuba for that matter. Um, 
But, you know, I've never been to Philly, but I love a good Philly cheesesteak. But I don't know if it's a traditional Philly cheesesteak, mm. you know, and, and I'll get people all the time. And obviously, as I said, I'm from California, so we're kind of a melting pot. You know, you have all these different cuisines from the different cultures that all kind of migrate to California. So I don't have like a real other than maybe like traditional Mexican food, you know, street tacos, stuff like that, that I associate with with Southern California. But it's like if if I mention, you know, I'll be in a shop and I'll mention that I had, you know, a Philly cheesesteak for lunch and like, Oh, from where? And I'm like, Oh, Jersey Mike's. And they're like, Oh my God, that's not a feeling. They freak out, you know? And it's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, but it's funny. You bring that up steak and some cheese. It's funny. You bring that up because around here, like a lot of the places will have like steak bombs where they add so much other stuff to it. So I remember I texted Mm -hmm. Alex Tavella from smoke in and cause he's, you know, he grew up in Philly and I was like, Hey, I'm like, as I have to ask you, I'm like, is a steak bomb like a real thing in Philly or they just do like a plain like and he's like what the fuck is a steak bomb and I told him and he's like it's <laughs> like no like that's not a thing and I was like oh all right <laughs> but I was curious I'm like I don't know if this is like a real Philly thing or if this is something that someone else made and he's like no that's no we don't do that I'm like oh okay never mind <laughs> you know I just learned on Reddit recently that apparently peppers make it not officially a Philly cheesesteak which I never knew that um, I didn't know that either but apparently Allegedly, uh, a true Philly is only meat, cheese, and with or without onions, or wit or without. Um, but I, I have a Blackstone griddle, so I don't know if you guys know what that is. But it's yep. a, yeah. just instead of a grill, it's a big flat piece of metal, and I cook on it nonstop when I'm home. And so I'll make my version of a Philly cheesesteak, but I'm putting jalapenos in there. I'm using white American cheese, and they're fantastic. I almost never eat Phillies out anymore because I just make them at home all the time. But if you if you look at, you know, which I don't know if you guys are on Reddit or not, but it's such an interesting place to talk about stuff. And uh, people will, you know, somebody will post a Philly cheesesteak. And the minute you see, you know, red and green peppers, people are in the comments just like, that's not a real Philly. And it's like, dude, I made it at home in whatever state I'm in. Like, it's a it's a it's a fucking Philly. Oh, I mean, it's a friggin Philly. Sorry. You know, you can say that here. You said the F word, but (laughs) I'm, I'm not allowed to curse. My show, my rules. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's what I want to say sometimes. Is like, you know, I used to have a much vulgar way of saying it, but when people give me a hard time about ordering a Philly cheesesteak from Jersey Mike's, well, that's what it says on the menu, you know? So if if I want to order the sandwich as easy as possible, I'm going to say what they call it, you know? And then I had a more vulgar, colorful way of finishing that, but I won't do that here for your nice, friendly family listeners. Oh, well, we appreciate that. Thank you, Sam. Uh, well, that was uh that was a, that was a good top three. That was fun. That was we got we got into a lot of good information there. Uh, but before we wrap up the show, Sam, uh, I just first of all, I just want to say thank you to you to Crux uh, for being here with us tonight. Um, you know, it, it's been a great time. It's always fun to hang out with you, talk to you. Uh, the cigars are fantastic. Uh, I feel like we've covered pretty much everything that has been at the last couple of trade shows that you know you guys have you know had that's new or that you're talking about and stuff that's that you guys are planning on for the future and um really excited about it for you guys like i said nothing but the best um for you guys you guys are doing a fantastic job and um it, as far as far as our first interaction I'll, I'll tell you the same thing i've told coop we've hung out too many times now it's water under the bridge it's fine um we've we've had too much fun together so it's all good <laughs> um don't worry about it also yeah you got to get up here for you got to get up here and come to salem in new hampshire because you have to absolutely you have to you have to hit that but other than that thank you thank you thank you and before we wrap up the show uh i just i want to give the microphone to you so to speak 
and uh, any any comments you want to make or any anything that we maybe missed that you want to bring up, uh, please do so now. Floor well, yours. I mean, just uh, you know, we're we're on all the social medias, Crux Cigars, uh, so Instagram, Facebook. Um, I have a Facebook group. Uh, you mentioned the McAuliffe ambassador thing. Actually, the day that I met Dan Thompson, Dan Thompson for the first time, I, I complimented him on on the success of the ambassador program. And I had been using the hashtag Crux Crusader because Crux is Latin for cross. So I've been using that for a while. And I told him that I had the idea of coming up with a Facebook group. I just wasn't sure how to go about it. And he said, you just got to do it. So literally five minutes later, I started a Facebook group, which I know you guys are in Crux Crusaders on Facebook. Yep. Um, so feel free if you're on Facebook and, and, uh, you're a fan of Crux cigars, uh, please, um, request to join the group and I'll, and I'll add you in there and you can follow me on Instagram if you want. It's a little weird. Uh, Sam Ventura Crux. That's where you can find me on Instagram and see the food pictures and the weird pictures of my dogs and all kinds of stuff. Also, uh, my condolences. Cause I saw your guys' post about Harley and, and, uh, I do agree with you, Matt. They are family members. Um, you know, my, my wife and I were, were dog parents and, uh, you know, that's one of the hardest things about being on the road all the time is being away from those guys. So, uh, you know, I, I feel for you and my condolences. My thoughts are with you guys for that. And, um, you know, thank you. Thanks so for having you. me. No, thank you. That means thanks, a lot. Guys. Thank That was really nice. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, any, anytime, anytime, you know, you or, um, you know, Casey or anyone else from Crux wants to come on the show invitation anytime. We'd love to have you guys back. Um, no question. There would be, it would be a great time. It'd be a pleasure to do it. Uh, maybe next time we can do um, we can do a pairing episode and you can put a um, yeah. you can put a, a cocktail recipe together and we'll we'll make that for the show. Absolutely. I have some ideas. We'll 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 make it fun. We'll make it awesome. Yeah. It'll be a good Definitely. time. <laughs> All right, Sam. Well thank you guys and stay with us because I we're after the show. Um oh, and go we ahead. should say um, next week on the show we have quite a big guest. We do. We do. And it's very long overdue because he has never been on our show before. And I'm going to be honest with you, that show is probably actually going to be we, – we, we, our shows usually are like an hour to an hour and a half. That's probably going to be at least two hours. Yeah. Uh, actually, I think the max it can be is two hours because I think he has somewhere else he has to be right after. So it's going to be like a two-hour show. Um, Steve Saka will be making yeah. his oh, debut wow. to the Smoking Tobacco <laughs> show next week. Uh, I'm going to be smoking the Me Carita Black because that's – probably my favorite Dunbarton cigar that he has right now. It just came out. Uh, it's fantastic. You got to check that cigar out. And have you um, been following his posts of him in like Switzerland? He's like, a little bit been like dragging him around like, a little bit. I, I, I something about he, didn't he like drive four hours to the trade show? Like they flew to Switzerland and they drove yeah. up to Germany and they, they yeah. went back to Switzerland. I don't know. But he was like hiking with his wife. Then they found like a tobacco farm in Switzerland and he took pictures of that. Um, oh, he did. I didn't yeah. even see that. Oh yeah. No, you got to follow. <laughs> he has a whole thing. It's now like Swiss squatch or something like that. I don't know his hashtag, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. We'll follow up with him. He has a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. He, 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 he likes to speak his mind. You know, he, he likes to share. He's, he's not shy. So yeah, it's all out there. So <laughs> we're excited for that. So tune in for that. Also spare notes, as I said before, we'll be back this Saturday night at 9 PM Eastern with myself and William Cooper of cigar-coop.com. And uh, you can always go to smokingtobacco.com for more news and updates from the cigar industry, as well as you can find all of our social media links there, as well as all the links to our podcasts, which are on the podcast networks, wherever you can get your podcasts. And while you're at it, don't forget to check out our YouTube channel, like, and subscribe there. With that, we will see you next week with Steve Saka. Take care. Bye, everyone.
Thank you for spending your time with us at Smokin' Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokinTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.